Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Life After Blindness podcast. I'm your host, Tim Schwartz. And as always, I want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the show. We have so much to get to this week. First, I want to make sure to let you know what's going to be happening on next week's episode. As I've mentioned, I still have one more piece of audio to share with you from my interview with Randy Rusnak. So I'll be bringing that to you next week because we have so much to get to this week. I'll be talking with Randy about his Nest thermostat. So be looking for the rest of that interview next week. I'll also be talking with the developers of a new app and game for the iPhone, soon to come to Android, but currently on the iPhone, called Haboodle. So be sure to check out next week's episode to listen to my interview with the developers of that game as well. Like I said, we've got so much to get to this week. Uh, If you need to check out the show notes for anything that I mentioned this week, as always, you can go to lifeafterblindness.com slash 21. That's lifeafterblindness.com slash 21. If you have any questions or comments for me, please send your emails to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. Now, because we do have so much to get to this week, there won't be a Because of My Blindness story. But if you do want to send a Because of My Blindness story, please send those to me in email as well. You can just write out your story or attach a audio file, and I'll be sure to include that in a future episode. So please keep those stories coming. You can tell me anything you like, anything that's happened because of your blindness, whether it's been inspiring, funny, silly, sad, uh, you know, something you've learned, anything that you want to tell me about your story because of your blindness, please send those in. So like I said, we're going to dive right into things this week and listen first to my interview with Debbie Schwartz from the Social Security Administration. As many of you know, a new year brings many changes to Social Security Administration and how things are paid and how things work. A lot of rules change, a lot of limits change. And so I originally wanted to have my next guest on just to talk about those things and how they may affect you as Social Security beneficiaries, those of you out there who may receive Social Security Disability, SSI, or retirement, or even Medicare. But with the recent announcement of the government shutdown here in the United States, added a little bit of a twist for uh, our next guest to talk about. So I thought it'd be a good idea to start off with that first, uh, to talk about the government shutdown here in the U.S., and how, if at all, that may affect Social Security beneficiaries. So without further ado, my next guest is a representative from Social Security Administration. She is the Area Work Incentive Coordinator for all of Southern Ohio, and she is Debbie Schwartz. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me on. All right. So as I just mentioned, uh, the federal government has shut down here in the United States. We're still kind of in a holding pattern. So uh, can you tell me, you know, how, if at all, does this affect Social Security's beneficiaries? Well, for most part, most beneficiaries for Social Security aren't going to see too much of a change. The toll-free national telephone number will still be available 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. The Social Security offices will open their doors tomorrow morning at 9 and be open till 4, just like they normally are. The changes that you may see or the problems that you may see are going to be some of the actions that Social Security will not be processing during the shutdown. These would include things such as Social Security card applications, benefit verification, Um, letters, 
um, things that will be forwarded on the payment center that may sit there waiting for the payment center employees to return if they end up being part of the furlough process. Um, but individuals can still receive their Social Security benefits. Those are automated. Um, those are not part of the discretionary spending. So those will come automatically for both Social Security and SSI recipients. Medicare entitlement will go on just as it normally does. Um, you can still apply for disability or retirement or survivor or widow's benefits. There will still be individuals available to take that application and process what they can in the field office. So ultimately what it sounds like, what it comes down to is most of the behind the scenes paperwork and processing are the things that uh, won't get done while the government is shut down. But most of everything else still will happen as usual. Like you said, checks will still come. Medicare still works. That's correct. Um, there may be some finer points on processing certain claims that may be slightly delayed, but we in the field office have controls um, that are put into place that we can facilitate um, making sure that somebody's benefits will be timely. If not, we have other actions that we can take to help make sure that the money is there. Regardless of what happens with the government shutdown and, and, and the furloughs of some of the um, accept, non-accepted um, personnel, I mean, we still will make sure that we take care of every person um, receiving benefits or having business with Social Security to the best that we can, whether they call in or they walk into an office. Very good. I think that's really reassuring to most people because that's what obviously is going to affect most people is, will I get my check or not? Will my Medicare still work? And I think those are very important. Obviously, knowing that you can still apply for something is nice, but the fact that it may just sit there and wait even longer is, is you know, that that's not good, but at least you know you can at least start the process. Most applications can be processed on automatically through the system. Um, we can the information, we push a button and the computer can take care of the rest. If that's the situation when that application is taken, then there won't be any delay at all. Sometimes what will happen, however, is in a claim that may be had to go to an administrative law judge for an appeal and a sitting in payment center waiting for the judge's decision to be processed or a very complex case where the computer wasn't able to handle it by itself and it takes a person in payment center to manually process the application, we could see some delay there. However, the local field office has mechanisms in place to process critical payments to those people as an interim stopgap to make sure that nobody is going to be disadvantaged while they're waiting for their claims to be processed. Very good. Well, since we've got the scary part out of the way, the big scary question about the shutdown, let's move on to some of the easier things that uh, we 
had originally talked about uh, discussing on this episode before the shutdown sure. happened. Um, going into a new year, there's always so many different things that change between the cost of living adjustment, you know, possibly Medicare premiums can change. Uh, this is the time of year where, where people are waiting for their 1099s to tell them how much they got last year for tax purposes. So if you could just give me the, the general rundown of the new things that we see this year with Social Security. Social Security, there was a cost of living increase this year. I know you and I had talked about um, some people, you know, for the first time, this is the first month with Social Security checks that come in January are paid for the month of December. But starting with the December, which comes in January, there was a cost of living increase. One of the biggest questions coming into our field office right now is, there was a cost of living increase, but I didn't see a bigger Social Security check. So what's the scoop? And this could be if the individual had Medicare. And in the past, the cost of living increases were so low that they didn't cover the full increase in the Medicare premium cost. And Social Security has a policy called the Hold Harmless Policy, that says in the event that an individual's Medicare goes up so much, goes up higher than the amount of the cost of living adjustment on the check, we would hold the premium to the point where the person's Social Security check was. So they won't see maybe the increase, but they're not going to have their check decreased. Unfortunately, what has happened then, or fortunately in the past, what has happened is then the individual didn't have a lower check because of that higher Medicare premium every year. This year, the Medicare premium did not go up. Even though there was a cost of living increase for Social Security, a lot of people were expecting that higher Social Security check. But now what's happening is they are paying more of that Medicare premium. So some people on the lower end of the payment schedule actually didn't see much of any of a cost of living this year because all of that raise went to cover that Medicare premium. Um, so we have had a lot of calls about that. Um, but perhaps, you know, as time goes on, hopefully in the future, the cost of living increases will be higher percentage-wise than the Medicare premium increase, and the people will be able to see a higher check as we go along. The other things in the world of individuals with disability is the amount of money that you can work and earn and still draw your Social Security disability benefit has increased. Um, for Social Security disability income or insurance, the amount for an individual who is not statutorily blind this year is $1,180. Individuals who meet the regulations for stat blind status can actually earn $1,970 a month. That's gross before taxes are taken out each month. And it's when you earn the money, not when you receive the money. For SSI disability benefits, because it's a program based on financial need, the math formulation is still the same. 
we don't count the first $20 in income, the next $65 in wages, and then one half of anything else in gross wages. So for the SSI side, there's not really any changes this year. But for the SSDI side, the non-blind went from $1,170 a month to $1,180 a month. And for the blind individuals, it went up from $1,950 to $1,970. So a little bit more that you can earn each month without having to have it affect your disability benefits. Absolutely. And that's definitely good information to have so that people know exactly what they can make, like you said, that is gross before taxes, uh, so that you can make sure to uh, keep that in mind while you're working and, and still receiving your Social Security disability check. So I know the other big thing that happens this year, like I mentioned before, is this is the month where 1099s are going out to all beneficiaries receiving disability and retirement. And I know that the way those are mailed out is all throughout the month, but there are certain rules about getting a copy, how you can get a copy, and where. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, obviously, you can wait until Social Security mails it out. All of them should be mailed out by the 31st of January. But one of the ways to get your 1099 earlier would be to go to Social Security's website, which is www.socialsecurity.gov and set up a My SSA account. With the My SSA account, which will walk you through several layers of um, security protection in order to set up that account with Social Security, you will then have access to your Social Security record. As I mentioned earlier during the shutdown or possible shutdown, Benefit verification letters won't be printed in the local field office or sent out from the toll-free number. But if you have a My FSA account, you can go there and access one immediately and print it out for your needs. The same thing is true with the 1099. By accessing the My SSA account, you can then go into that record and print out your 1099 right away so that you'll have it available to file your income taxes. Yeah, it's a really great resource for people to access things. Like you say, if if they need to just uh, get something verified or print a letter, print a 1099, and get that additional information, the MySSA uh, part of the website is really nice. I, I have been in there myself, and, and uh, it, it is set up quite nicely to get those things. So thank you for explaining that for us. Again, all of this information is so very vital and important to anybody receiving uh, benefits from Social Security, but especially our listeners here at Life After Blindness. Uh, So I want to thank you so much for coming on and walking us through all this and explaining it. Thanks so much for being on the show. Sure. Anytime. Thanks. Hopefully the government shutdown won't last too long, but in either case, I'm very happy that we were able to get Debbie Schwartz on to guide us through this whole process. So thank you again to her for her kindness. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Chris Turpin as he explains his new AutoHarp app he's developed for the Android. Hi, Tim. Uh, this is Chris Turpin. I wanted to talk to you about my AutoHarp for the Blind um, app I made. A uh, little background is I've been making apps now for about four years on Android using a system called RFO Basic. 
uh, was developed, uh, RFO basically was developed by a guy named Paul Lawton. Uh, he's really famous um, and he was kind of a pioneer. He worked for Apple DOS. He made like one of the first Apple disk operating systems. He made Atari Basic. Uh, he's a really neat programmer, a really neat guy. Um, he's been really active in computers for many years. Um, so he made the, invented this system that is a kernel that runs in Java for Android phones um, that you can run basic uh, dialect of Dartmouth basic on your phone. So it's, it's really easy to write apps in it. Um, I, I, it's, it's amazing. I've made like 40 apps very quickly um, just using basic and, and it's not super powerful for some things. Um, it doesn't have a lot of object oriented stuff. Um, things like that, but for prototyping something quickly um, and, you know, working on it and testing things, I, I, I write most of my apps right on my phone and test them right on my phone without a PC or anything. So anyway, um, so the AutoHarp for Blind is something I modified on my AutoHarp app. There's a guy named Arlo Leach who made a really cool AutoHarp app for iOS and for Androids, and his is like super realistic AutoHarp. But the only thing I didn't like about his is that the cord layout was kind of clumsy. Not clumsy, but it's just awkward for me. With I, I prefer a grid layout, and um, you know, it just seemed it's, I just need something a little faster action. Uh, but his his is a really beautiful sound. So I recommend you check his thing out too if you can. But like I said, for the blind, it might be a little hard navigating the buttons on it. Um, so I made mine anyway, so I'm going to launch mine. Um, so I can actually use the Google to, to launch it. So I'm going to say, okay, Google, launch AutoHarp for blind. AutoHarp ready. So when it launches, um, it first thing it does is it, it announces that it's open. It says AutoHarp ready. And then to describe the screen, there's four cords uh, on the left-hand side, four large buttons in a grid, uh, just two-by-two two grid on the left-hand side of the screen when you, you hold the phone landscape mode. So the left-hand chords on the right-hand side is a string. So I'll just play C chord C. real quick. So when you hold down the buttons, it announces what chord C. they are. And then you strum with the strings on the right-hand side. The strings on the right-hand side run from the bottom to the top. So you can strum up or down or pluck individual notes if you want to. Um, or if you don't have any chords, you'll get kind of a mess. But <laughs> but anyway, um, so the way you play an auto harp, the way you play a real auto harp is uh, auto harp has a bunch of of uh, keys with little dampers on them that damper the strings so that sounds out the chords. It leaves open the strings of the chords. You know, AutoHarp's got like, I don't know, 37 strings or 47 strings, something like that. And so that's how it makes chords. And it's real, it's like one of the easiest instruments in the world to play. I, I had one as a kid and loved it because I, I just, you know, it, I, I, it just was so easy to play and so much fun to play. Okay, so I'll just play a quick song for you. Uh, and like I said, uh, just to show you that the chords actually announce all... If you hold down the chord button for about two, two seconds, it'll announce what it is if, G. You, if you're not playing a string. So that way you can just kind of feel around F. for what chord it is. So so, so there's only four chords, C, F, G, and A minor. So C, F, and G, if you get familiar with music, is the first, fourth, and fifth uh, chords. So you can write, play a lot of songs, quite a few songs, with just the first, fourth, and fifth. Um, a lot of zithers have kind of that layout, so... So I'm going to play a quick song. So I'm going to sing. Um, I'll, I'll sing. So here's Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. I went to Jordan, and what did I see? 
coming for to carry me home. A band of angels coming after me, coming for to carry me home. The other neat thing is, too, with this, if you strum real slowly, it'll be real pretty quiet. And if you strum real fast, it'll be much louder. So you get the dynamics with it a little bit. And this, if I, you can't see it, but this thing has one, two, I have, I think like three, two, three octaves, one, no, two, one, two, three octaves of strings on here. All right, is that one, two, three octaves, I think it is right now. So you got low, low keys, low strings down here at the bottom and a real high C up top. And um, so that, that's kind of a nice range. And um, I've been working on the app to make it faster and everything. So it's got a pretty nice action to it. Um, now, see, this is also available. I just published this on the Kindle. So if you have a Kindle Fire, or know somebody has a Kindle Fire, you can also download this for free on Kindle Fires. And uh, it's it's kind of fun. It's a really fun app, and it's not even if you're if you're not blind for kids and everything. It's got a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's just a really fun little toy yeah, instrument. Yeah, real fun instrument. So. So I'm going to exit out, and um, you can check out our other apps I'm working on too. I have an auto, auto harp. Uh, I'm sorry, I have a Simon for the blind, uh, or Simon for the visually impaired, on our store, and I also have a voice math quiz, which is all are also voice oriented. Um, and I'm working on some other apps uh, that are hopefully going to be helpful to the blind. I've, I've just started getting involved with this. Um, uh, I hope this is going to be useful to the community. Um, I can I use feedback. I, I love getting feedback on my apps, you know, things that are wrong, things that are right. Because it's the only way I can learn how to fix things. Yeah, it's just to fix things. So, so that's it. But try it and, um, you know, see if you like it. Um, you know, if you, if you can try if you get an Android device somewhere. And like I said, I'm trying to move things over to iOS slowly. Uh, I'm working with somebody to hopefully move this AutoHarp app over to iOS eventually. Um, and uh, keep stay tuned. All right, thanks, Tim. And uh, thanks... And um, if you need to contact me, uh, you can email me at mookieapps, that's M-O-O-K-I-E-A-P-P-S at gmail.com. Um, that's a good way to reach me. Or you can contact me on the Play Store page. Or you can also follow me on um, www.festivusparty.com. Um, we, we also have the distinction of, of publishing uh, Seinfeld Festivus Carol on YouTube. And um, you can check that out on YouTube if you look for uh, Let Us Have a Festivus by Tea with Warriors. That's a song a friend of mine and I made. So, all right, everybody, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Chris tells me that not only is he trying to refine the AutoHarp app that he's developed for Android for the blind, but he will also be developing many more apps for Android in the future and quite possibly might be porting those over to iOS sometime. So we will definitely be keeping in touch with Chris and uh, having back on the show sometime in the future to talk more about the apps that he's developing. Now to finish out the show this week, as I said at the top, I've spoken with the vice president at Envision America, David Raystrick. He spoke with me about a variety of different products that they offer from the IDMate Galaxy that scans product barcodes to several different devices and apps that scan prescription bottles to give us very pertinent and very specific information from the, from the prescription bottles themselves. Here is my interview with David Raystrick from Envision America. David, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Tim. Hi, David. Tell me a little bit about Envision America. Well, uh, we 
the company itself, we've been around for more than 20 years making products. We, we have been uh, from the outset really kind of focusing on uh, blindness and assistive technology in general. And so, you know, we put out products, uh, one being the IDMate barcode scanner, uh, which don't know whether we'll talk about that today, but we also have uh, Script Talk, which is talking prescriptions. And uh, we, we make pharmacy products that help pharmacies label their products better for folks with a vision impairment. And so this is something that your agency, your company has been committed to for quite a long time. And if I'm not uh, incorrect, there's been some recent legislation kind of help push these things into pharmacies a little bit even uh, more so? Yeah, absolutely. We've had states in the past attempt to put some legislation around accessible labels inside pharmacy uh, so that pharmacies put out a label that was clear to someone with a, vi a vision impairment. Um, and, you know, most of the time that it's, it's failed. But in Nevada, just recently on January 1st, the law went into effect that uh, pharmacies in Nevada have to offer a, an accessible label or an audible label to their patrons. So if they come in and request a label, they can, they'll tell them exactly how to get a reader and, uh, and they'll provide the accessible label to them. That's fantastic. Hopefully that's something that catches on and can go state to state and if not even federal uh, going down the line, because I think that's really important to have that accessibility for blind and visually impaired people, especially even the elderly people that just have any difficulty at all reading those pharmaceutical labels. And there's so much information that can be put on a label. It, it makes it so small and, and very difficult to read, I think, sometimes. So having legislation requiring that I think is very important uh, and, and hopefully can, like I said, grow going forward. So let's let's talk a little bit about then these different products that Envision America offers. Uh, let's go and talk about the ID Mate. You brought that up a little bit at the beginning. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me about how that works. Okay. Well, the ID Mate is pretty much a talking barcode scanner. And that's uh, a scanner that uh, when you scan a UPC on a product, or really anything, uh, once you scan it, it'll search its database of information and then it'll speak back that information. The ID-Made Galaxy is the most current iteration of that product and uh, the Galaxy also has Wi-Fi connectivity. So if it doesn't find the information on board, it's gonna go out uh, online and, and look for information. Uh, it checks a couple databases. It checks the, our database online, so we can we we add and update products all the time. It checks uh, places like Amazon and others. Uh, it checks directions for me. So there are several sources of information that uh, that we grab from if it's not on board. But we've got a huge database on board too. So even someone that doesn't have Wi-Fi can scan a barcode and get. Uh, the details on a package. So when you scan it, it not only will tell you what the product is, but give you those details, including uh, potentially cooking instructions and other details. Different iterations of this product have been out for right about 20 years. So 
uh, that's this was the what the company was founded on is the ID Mate, and uh, we're still going strong and still making a great product, and um, we're excited, continue to be excited about the ID Mate Galaxy. And I presume that the ID Mate Galaxy can be purchased through most of your usual third-party resellers or maybe even local associations for the blind, places like that? Yes, exactly. We have a full dealer network in the U.S., Canada, and even abroad in Australia and U.K. Um, and so, yeah, the ID Mate is available really all over. And, of course, the question everybody's asking is how much does an ID Mate cost? Well, it's... Um, Twelve ninety nine is the base price for that. During shows and that sort of thing, we give, give a five percent discount. And usually, when when I do a podcast like this, if someone calls and uh, refers the podcast, they always get five percent off. So um, that that takes the price down to twelve thirty four. Oh, okay. Um, Very good. So if anybody wants to call us and, and order it, just refer to your podcast. There are many different solutions that Envision America offers for helping read prescription labels. So let's talk about the pharmacy side of things. On the pharmacy side, we've got a product called Script Talk. And what that is, is it allows a pharmacy to place a, an electronic tag onto a medication. And that electronic tag really stores all the text from that pharmacy label. Um, the, you know, for example, the name, the drug name, um, any instructions, all the warnings and all those details are part of what's spoken to the user. So this little device, this is a tabletop device and it's called Script Talk. So now this is for somebody that doesn't have a smartphone because we also have smartphone apps out there for Script Talk. Uh, but for someone that doesn't have a smartphone, they get one of these devices, one of these Script Talk readers for free. And so there's really no cost to the user to use Script Talk. They just need to find a pharmacy that actually offers these little labels that are placed on the medication. So the label has a microchip embedded in it. And that microchip stores all that label information. And it's a proximity read, meaning that you hit a read button and you scan over the top. And as soon as it's completed reading that information, it speaks out the information. Once you get the information that you want, you can actually move up and down through the information, um, you know, to get the piece of information that you want. And, um, and, and then you're, you're done. You've got all the information. Now the product is mainly focused on safety. Uh, for someone that can't read their medication labels, they're at a huge risk uh, for medication errors. So that's why a lot of pharmacies are doing it nationwide. Now, is that something you have to have partnerships with those pharmacies so that they're printing these labels uh, appropriately for the Script Talk uh, app or device? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we've got uh, not only uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of independent uh, pharmacies, uh, mom and pop pharmacies across the U.S. that are doing Script Talk inside their pharmacy. Um, but we also have chain pharmacies. Walmart is a good example. Rite Aid is another example. In addition to doing it at the local level, all these pharmacies or a lot of these pharmacies will mail out too. So even the big mail orders like Humana or Express Scripts, Caremark, are all doing script talk at their pharmacy. So if you're getting your prescriptions through the mail, 
a lot of pharmacies are doing it that way. If you're getting your prescriptions from your local brick and mortar pharmacy, uh, we can get that pharmacy started for you. What's most important is if you if you don't have a smartphone, you can get one of these Script Talk readers for free. And the Script Talk reader is about it's the size of about um, it's about six and a half inches wide by about an inch and a half high. So I mean it's a little tabletop device um, that sits on your table wherever you keep your prescriptions and you press the read button and read your medications. With the apps, you just go to the, the Script Talk app, open it up, and using either voiceover or talkback for the Android, you can get the, that those details spoken. Now, the iOS app is just coming out, so uh, many people probably don't have the app, but the Android app has been out for quite some time. Did you guys have any issue when you started approaching uh, the different uh, pharmacies, even even the mom and pops or even the big ones, did, did they climb on board right away or, or were they skeptical about, about using the technology? Well, uh, you know, right away isn't probably accurate, but <laughs> I think yeah. in, in, in all cases, these pharmacies know that uh, it, it only makes sense that if someone doesn't have access to the label, they're at a huge disadvantage for uh, taking that medication safely. Sure. So that to me is um, uh, is really the reason why most of them kind of have started off. And, you know, companies like Walmart, for example, if you go to a Walmart, you're one of your local Walmarts and request it, it might not be currently at that Walmart, but what they do is upon request, then they add it. And so they're pretty quick at turnaround within a week. Uh, and if you if you need to transfer your medications over to Walmart, you know, they'll have you up and running and whether you use the app, an app uh, for the Script Talk reader or whether we send you a reader, um, you know, within a week and a half or so, you can be up and running with that. So if you don't mind, I'd like to go ahead and demonstrate the actual iOS app, if that's all right. Yes, please go right ahead. Okay. All right. Well, I've got the iOS app out here and I've got... Script Talk. Scan. Button. Okay, so there's the Script Talk scan button. And so I just opened Script Talk up. And so I'm just going to go ahead and double click. Now, um, when I hit scan, what I'm going to do is hold one of these labels over right around the earpiece. Uh, that's where the NFC reader is on iOS. So I'm just going to go ahead and double click that. Ready to scan. So it says ready to scan. So I'm going to go ahead and scan it. It gives me a little beep. Script talk. Script help. Patient. John J. Smith. Mm. Medication. Amoxicillin 250 milligrams capsule. Instructions. Take one capsule three times daily. Quantity. 30 capsules. Prescription so, date. 11. 15. In this case. 2017. In this case with this iOS app, I'm just, I'm just um, moving through voiceover just through each of the... Um, just sliding to the right or to the left to, to get the adjacent information. Now, it's organized from top to bottom as a ladder of information. So I can literally just put my finger right on the face of the, um, of the app. Expiration date. And I can move up and down to the pieces other of board. information. So other information. 
one, two, three, four, five, six. Format scriptability pre pre quantity. So it's it's easy to navigate with this app because um, really it's just a piece of information is in uh, a, a row across. So as you move your finger down, just hold your finger down, you can move through the different components all the way down through the warnings, for Warning. example. Important. Finish all this medication unless otherwise directed by prescribed. Warning. This medicine may be taken with or without food. So that's the iOS app. And this iOS app should be out um, you know, with sometime this this quarter here. We're we're just putting the finishing touches and just uh really testing with beta testers right now, but we're very close to having it out. Um everything takes longer than you'd like, but um we're happy that uh we're almost there with this app. Yeah, it sounds like it does go through the process very quickly and uh, gives the information appropriately. And like you said, in a very organized and easy to understand uh, way on the screen, uh, all the information, of course, that a pharmacist would want you to, to be able to have instant access to. And it did seem to scan right away. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that appear in the iOS app store here very, very soon then. Going forward, I know that uh, you guys have a lot on your plate with the ID Mate and uh, your Script Talk apps and devices. What do you see for Envision America going forward? Well, we're um, really our focus is on making uh, not only Script Talk available to others, but we've also got for folks that are low vision or elderly folks that aren't real either keen on. Um, devices or using devices to read their medications. Uh, there's a lot of low vision folks out there that uh, really just need a large print label. And so we offer large print labels to pharmacies too. Um, and so that large print label is called ScriptView. And ScriptView is really kind of the, the cousin of ScriptTalk. It's a label that's a booklet style label in large print all the way from 12 point up to uh, 22 point font and really just gives a nice, easy to read label for someone in a booklet form. And it's literally stuck right to that medication um, bottle. So it keeps everything right there. You know, you've got a good large print label for, uh, for that medication. And Everything from the same thing, from the patient name to the drug name, instructions, warnings, uh, pharmacy name, pharmacy phone, all that information is right there on that large print label. So in addition to script talk, we do these large print labels that help folks that are just low vision. And then third, we've got uh, Braille labels that we offer for pharmacies. So what we're trying to be for pharmacy is you know, give them all the options with regard to, in this case, Braille. They can do a large print label, the script view, or do a talking label or audible label, script talk. So we're trying to give these pharmacies all the ammunition to help as many folks possible uh, stay safe with their medications. And not only does it help the pharmacies in staying safe with the medications, like you say, but it also gives the consumer, gives the blind and visually impaired consumer 
all the options that they would ever need if they if they are tech savvy or they have an iPhone or an Android and they want to use an app or if they'd rather use large print, uh, say they're elderly, maybe they don't have a smartphone or just don't like smartphones. As we come mm-hmm. to, to find out, a lot of people just don't like to use them. Um, there are different options available for people. And so I think that's good that you guys are looking at all angles and, and trying to meet the needs of not just maybe one niche uh, type of person, but uh, looking at all the different things that a blind or visually impaired person might want to use. Absolutely. So David, if people want to get connected with these products for Script Talk, the, the device or the booklet and things like that, how, how do they go about getting that from Envision America? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's the, the first way and the major way is to just give us a call. That's probably the best way to contact us is um, I'll give you the 800 number and that's one 800 890-1180. And if you'll call us at that 800 number, that, that's what's most important. So if we know you're interested in script talk or script view, large print or braille labels, we can put you in contact with the closest pharmacy that you have, or more importantly, get your pharmacy. If you have a particular pharmacy set up, um, we're, we're real good at talking with pharmacies and getting pharmacies understanding uh, not only what it is they can provide, but why they would do it in your community. Um, so there's just a ton of uh, pharmacies already out there, but the idea is make sure it's your pharmacy, make sure it's still convenient to you. And so give us a call at that 800 number and we're happy to, uh, get get that particular pharmacy going with any of these solutions. Very good. And, and then outside of the 800 number to get connected with one of those different uh, solutions, if anybody wants to get more information about Envision America, find you in social media or get in contact, how else can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can contact us uh, at, at our website is envisionamerica.com. That's the best way. If you search Envision America on Facebook or on Twitter, you can find us there too. Just do a a search for Envision America and you'll find us and, um, and add us and get, get on the newsfeed so we can keep you updated on, on where things are with uh, not only products, but on what pharmacies are offering the products. Very good. Well, I encourage everybody to take a look at what Envision America is offering with the different script talk services and devices, as well as the IDMate. David, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all this with us. And I really appreciate it. Tim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. That concludes episode number 21 of the Life After Blindness podcast. I want to thank you all so much again for taking the time to tune in and listen. If you want to check out the show notes for this episode, please visit the website at lifeafterblindness.com slash 21. Again, as always, if you have questions or comments for me, please send your emails to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. You can find us in any of your podcast apps of choice. While you're there, please remember to subscribe. And if you could review the podcast, if you enjoy it, let me know what you think. And if you write a review, I will read that on an upcoming episode. Please tune in again next week as together we continue to find that there truly can be a life after blindness. Take care, everybody.